Come on. The strong, the powerful Neil Parekh is here on Lifeblood. Welcome, Neil. Thank you, George. Very excited and happy you nailed my last name. Very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what, Neil? I, I I really studied up beforehand. I I didn't want to mispronounce it, so so I'm I'm, I'm glad I was able to pull that <laughs> off. Neil is the founder and CEO of Made This Franchise. Their company helping homeowners and short-term rental hosts with all of their cleaning needs. And just to circle back on that, Neil told me how to pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to. All right, all right. <laughs> You should have just taken the credit, George. I, I, I totally should have. I should have just said thank you and, and moved on. Neil, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. So I am based over in sunny California in Los Angeles, uh, born and raised around this area. And uh, actually, post-university, I started working in venture capital. So I was working in a, a finance company. I was there for about four years. And uh, while I was there, I just I always wanted a side hustle, so I tried a bunch of different things and uh, ended up starting a cleaning company, which we'll dive into how and why. Uh, and from there, I, I decided I wanted to travel. So I quit my job when the company started to make a, a good enough money where I could replace my income and booked a one-way flight to Colombia and South America and was traveling for five years while building my business uh, and growing from there. And you know, we from the first year to the second year, we doubled. And I was like, oh, this is actually working remotely for a local business. And it was, it was such a huge aha moment. And uh, yeah, five years later, COVID hits. I headed back to Los Angeles and now I'm based over here. Nice. All right. So you're working as a VC. You wanted a side mm -hmm. hustle. How did you come upon cleaning companies? George, you ever been on Reddit? I have. Cool. So I was uh, I was on Reddit when I should have been working. But I was <laughs> looking up side hustles. Don't tell my old bosses. Uh, and yeah, I, I wanted to start a side hustle for a couple of reasons. Um, I guess three main reasons. Uh, well, first one was my parents had uh, video rental stores. If you remember that, like the old blockbusters, I, and I do. they weren't doing that well financially. So I wanted to pr help provide for them somehow. Uh, second, I wanted to eventually quit and travel. I thought I'd like backpack for a year and then maybe come back and get some tech job. Uh, it ended up being much more than that. Uh, and lastly, I, I honestly never felt comfortable with just having one stream of income, which sounds strange. And it wasn't like I was super intelligent enough to think about that. I think I just read enough books and saw what my parents went through where I, I knew that being employed is a singular source of revenue, right? It's like having one client as your business and it was very risky. So I wanted to kind of diversify that. And that's now I could verbalize well back then. I didn't know why I was doing it, but that's why I started to side hustle. So tried a bunch of stuff, figured out, okay, hey, I, I, I need to do this remotely. I'm gonna try to do e-commerce, digital marketing, drop shipping, like whatever that would allow me to work off of beach, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, none of that really worked though. And then I went on Reddit and I came across a post of a guy who started the cleaning company. I thought, you know, he has the steps listed here. Let me just try this out. This is right at the time where Airbnb started to really come up. This is 2013, 2014. So a lot of people started to call afterwards for vacation rental cleaning, and I realized it's such a lucrative niche because the turnovers happen very frequently. It's more focused on a specific industry, which is booming. So I decided to shift to that, and it, it just started working. And and that's how I initially came up with a side hustle. And uh, yeah, George, honestly, the, the tough part was um, it was a local business, right? Everything else I was trying to do would be so I could work abroad while having like an e-commerce company. But all of a sudden, I have this local business, which is doing pretty well. And that's where the thought happened is, 
hey, can I do this remotely? Is that even possible to have a local business and manage it completely remotely? So that kind of sent me down the path of figuring out the systems and tools that would allow me to do that. Nice. Okay. So you found on Reddit somebody listing step-by-step how to start a cleaning company. But that's not necessarily it because there's probably step-by-step on on how to drop ship, right? So what was it that, that, that you think was it just that, that this is a new and growing industry that you became successful at it? I think, um, to be honest, it's kind of nice because there was a community of people also trying to start a cleaning company based off of this post. Hmm. And if you have other people you could bounce ideas off of, especially at the beginning, or at least some kind of loose guidance, it could speed things up a bit. And honestly, I think that's why I was maybe successful at the beginning with this. I didn't think like cleaning was revolutionary or it was like so unique, but the way we all, and I said we all meeting the people who were starting this, were doing it, we're coming at it in kind of a different way of doing like online booking, none of that in-person estimates, like great customer service types of things where local cleaning companies just weren't doing at the time. Um, we started off that way. So there was a component where it was just a bit better mousetrap. But I think a lot of it is just having the proper support behind me at the beginning, more than having nothing. Um, and it's a proven business model. You know, cleaning has always been here for thousands, millions of years. It's not going away. Um, so it, it just felt right. But I only figured that out after I got into it. Right? I was trying a bunch of stuff. And then it, this is something where uh, I got into it and I just realized like, oh, wow, this is kind of a hidden gem. Like people aren't really thinking about this. Mm-hmm. No, they could. certainly makes a lot of sense for somebody who's certainly stayed in his fair share of Airbnbs and just have an appreciation mm-hmm. for all the moving parts that, that have to go into that, particularly if you've got lots of different properties and stuff like that. So you, you mentioned you flew to Columbia, and, and mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily that you just stayed in Columbia, so you were moving around and going to different places, and you're still able to manage this. Yeah, exactly. So I, um, I think I've been to around third, maybe thirty-five countries oh. in the last five years. So bouncing around, and a lot at the beginning, you're just excited, right? So you're like, I'm gonna go backpacking, and I'm gonna go travel to a bunch of countries. I was in each country for like three weeks at a time. And then by the end, you're much slower, slowed down, uh, and you find a kind of a cool community of people who are doing something similar with working remotely, traveling, building their own business, and it, things slow down, and you're able to work much more efficiently where you are. But one thing which I think helped me out tremendously was the fact that I was actually not in Los Angeles, meaning I couldn't do in-person interviews anymore. And you know, when I when I was in Los Angeles doing the side hustle, I would go on the weekends and do interviews with cleaners at the Starbucks, things like that. Um, but all of a sudden, if you remove the ability for me to physically be there in person and actively manage my phone, now what, right? And that's where you come up with systems much quicker just to problem solve. So luckily, uh, I was able to come up with ways to manage things remotely out of pure necessity because I couldn't be there. But in hindsight, that helped us move faster because we found much leaner ways to do this, even pre-COVID, before when everyone was doing remote. We you know, we have eight years under a belt of doing remote in a local cleaning company, which is kind of an old school industry. So figuring out a way to do it completely remote, um, I think helped us out with both cash flow, helped us out with just staying lean, staying nimble, and at least for me, having the type of lifestyle I wanted. So I think the travel component really sped things up. Yeah, fascinating. I think that that's awesome. Just the the notion that not being in Los Angeles where your business was based uh, actually 
it who knows do, do you do you, do you not look back on that and say okay you know what it probably would have been successful if i would have been here but maybe not to the point that certainly not to the point where it is today yeah it, it, i i think about that quite often because i um when I'm traveling too, when I was traveling, you know, I'm not working as much because there's some stuff happening all the time. But at the same time, that also prevented me from ever getting burnt out because mm-hmm. there was always exciting stuff around me. So I think there is pros and cons of that decision. The pros being I was able to build the systems in a way I wanted much faster. And now I don't need to work as many hours in the business. If I was here focused 40, 50, 60 hours a week on the business and not doing other things, would we have been bigger? Probably, but I don't think we would have been as systemized. So, yeah, in hindsight, I think overall a much better decision. And the systemization allowed, made this to do a lot of things we're doing now, especially with franchising, because when you franchise your operations, you're franchising the systems, the brand name, things like that. And a lot of that just wouldn't have been possible if I didn't need to systemize as much as I did. So, in hindsight, a lot better that I did leave the country. Yeah, it's interesting. I, yeah. I, I heard stories about how people work 60 hours a week and they say, you know what, I really need to cut back. And so they cut it down to 50 and they double their production. <laughs> and then they say, oh, wow, it, it, let's see about 30. And, and it goes up again. <laughs> let's see about one hour, right? Let's see what happens. Uh, sure. Yeah. Do you think that there's any of that going on where just you are absolutely maximizing whatever time you do have available for focusing on this? A hundred percent. And George, I'm sure you've heard this from other uh, entrepreneurs you've interviewed where you will take up the amount of time you have doing something. It's kind of why like in school, if you have an assignment, you end up becoming crazy efficient the night before and crank out the assignment in two hours because you had so much, you know, that's, you don't have much time left, but you had the assignment for two weeks, right? You literally spent all the amount of time getting it done. So if I put artificial constraints around myself saying, I don't actually have all the hours in the day. I only have this amount of time to do it. I'm way more focused, right? Way, way, way more focused just because I, I, there's no other choice. And I know for me, I need to time block. Like I'm just not, to be honest, I'm not that great with my time where if I have the entire day to do something, I would take the entire day. Mm-hmm. So having artificial boundaries for me helped me out a ton. And now that I try to weave that into the way I do business now is time block, have artificial deadlines, just do whatever I can to limit the amount of time I need to spend on a project because I know myself and I will spend the entire time doing it. Makes sense. What was the motivation for moving to or taking made this and developing a franchise model? Yeah, you, there's multiple ways to expand and I evaluate, evaluate a lot of it. Um, I just think it's just such greenfield opportunity um, because uh, you know, we're the first franchise we're the only franchise for uh, vacation rental cleaning. There's no one else. We systemized it because we started out very early doing it. So I think there's a lot of room to expand in, in this local industry. Uh, and the question was how, right? How, how do we do it? We could do it by ourselves and just go to markets individually. Um, with the franchising model, you could do it much faster because you could get to different markets you might not even think about, which you know the franchisee knows about. Um, so one aspect was doing it because we could expand faster. And the other aspect, a little bit more personal preferences. I just like working with people. Right. And I would rather not, I don't think we want to get it to like a hundred, 200, 300 franchisees, but I love the idea of really partnering with like 20 motivated entrepreneurs and saying, Hey, copy what I did. I'm going to help you out. I know you personally. Um, you know, so, uh, I, I think it's just a unique business model that allows you to really make a huge impact on whoever partners with you. I thought that was cool. 
So I, I think it's a great um, industry to franchise in, and I just like the idea of franchising. Yeah, it certainly makes sense. And just from what very little I know, uh, it seems like this 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 would make a lot of sense. And it seems like you have done really, really just with how you built the business, it almost seems like it's just ready to go from, from a franchise perspective without you ever actually thinking or actually doing the work, the extra work, which I'm sure was immense, to actually put together um, whatever needs to go into making a franchise offering. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Now is um, now is more of like, hey, finding people who might be a good fit. And uh, uh, the way I think we're always different from other franchises is like, I actually actively market this as a lifestyle brand because that's what I did. You know, I, I think you can only market what you've done. I did it remotely. I did it um, for the purpose of lifestyle, both to help my family out as well as to travel. And I would love if I could help other people do the same thing. So I actively say, hey, your business should be supporting your life, right? You should not be living for your business. Many people might inquire about the franchise and say, hey, I want to make a ton of money. I want to work eight hours a week on it. And I say, hey, I don't know if this is right for you mm-hmm. <laughs> because that, that's not the ethos of what we're doing over here. Uh, so, you, George, you're totally right. The systems are already in the place with it. And now it's just a matter of finding people who understand what it means to have a made this franchise. And I think that's the fun part of discovering that. So what does that mean? Uh, I think it is, uh, in some ways, the brand represents uh, freedom. And it sounds very generic, but is having creating a business which supports your lifestyle. Uh, I think it, it means creating a business that allows you to work from wherever you want and creating a business that allows you to support your family uh, and doing it in a more light, fun way. And, you know, we're targeting a great market with Vacation Runs a Niche. We're competing against local cleaning companies who normally don't know what they're doing. So it is one of many ways to make money. There's, there's unlimited ways to make money. Um, this is one fantastic way we found and already systemized. And it's really just trying to understanding the culture and what it means to have a lifestyle business is how I'd summarize it. I love it. And it strikes me that, that you know, just tell me I'm wrong, please, that uh, <laughs> if, if I were to look at uh, local companies that probably aren't doing things very well, I would think I live in Arizona. I would think, oh, geez, I bet, I bet Neil could probably do well in the pool cleaning industry, uh, house cleaning. Uh, there's probably, you know, landscaping just because there are operators that are probably not quite as organized as you are. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And look, even in Arizona, I know someone running a pool cleaning company making $50,000 a month mm. uh, profit. It's just like there's as, as long as you know what you're doing, um, oftentimes local competition isn't going to be as sophisticated as you. And here's the reason is a lot of players uh, who are entrepreneurs saying, hey, I need to go global. I want to start a software company and my customer base is anyone in any country, anywhere in the world. That's kind of how e-commerce is. You're going after everyone but that means you're also competing against everyone. With the local market, you're really only competing against that specific local market. Uh, and here's the, here's the hidden secret is people think you don't you can't make as much money in local services, where I think local service is such a hidden gem because you can make a lot of money doing it and you're only competing against that local market. So you don't need to be better than the world. You just need to be better than the people in that local market in that specific industry. So all of a sudden, the competition is less. And if you are following a blueprint where the systems are created for you or you have a great coach or you know you are yourself are a sophisticated business person, you know how to build these systems, uh, you're going to crush the competition just because the competition typically are not going to be as sophisticated as you when it comes to local services. So that's why I think it's such a fantastic hidden gem 
type of niche. And I don't mean just cleaning. It could be any local services, like you said, George. It could be pool cleaning, could be moving, pet walking, lawn care, anything like that. I love it. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Neil, people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, difference-making tip. I'm going to give you a little bit more tactical things because we actually discussed time blocking and my productivity. So the number one uh, tip that has improved my quality of work and making me way more productive, being able to do things much faster is so simple, is simply planning the night before. Um, meaning I spend five minutes doing a quick journal of um, – you know, wins, things to I could improve on, and then also mapping out next day's calendar as well as uh, action items and kind of loosely mapping out a calendar, what it'll look like. And it is wild. Like people have told me this to do this for a long time, and it's almost like a duh, no brainer. Of course, you would do this. But actually doing it every day has increased my productivity, you know, twice as much as it normally is just from that five minute activity. So the one small difference making tip. Uh, which sounds like it wouldn't be a big deal, but I promise you it's a huge deal, is just doing a five-minute planning the day before of what your top priorities are for the following day and make sure to execute that first thing in the morning. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. The simplest things, Neil, are oftentimes the most impactful right there and then just getting up and doing it every day or rather getting it done before you go to sleep uh, the night before. So I love it. Well, Neil, I appreciate you coming on. Where can people learn more about you and if people are interested in exploring um, franchising with Made This? How can they do that? Yeah, thanks, George. uh, You could go to Made This Franchise, M-A-I-D-T-H-I-S Franchise.com. You could also go to my personal website, neilparekh.co, N-E-E-L-P-A-R-E-K-H.co. Message me on there. Anyone who messages me, I will answer you directly. So uh, feel free to ping me. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Neil your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to madethisfranchise.com. Is that right, Neil? Correct. Nailed it. Or hit up neilparekh.com or .co. It's N-E-E-L-P-A-R-E-K-H dot C-O. And find out if this is a good fit for you. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks, George. Nailed my last name again. Great way to go out. (laughs) Yes. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.